Peace and blessings, family. And you are tuning in to part two of our topic of discussion called Avatars or Avatara. Again, today is November the 26th, 2019. I'm your boy, J-Rated R. And you guys are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Family, I want to say thank you so much for your support on Pharaoh Radio. Uh, I definitely want to thank you guys who are interested in donating to Pharaoh Radio because we do appreciate everything that you are doing uh, in support of this platform. Anchor thanks you guys as well. And I want to give a shout out to Anchor for being an amazing distributor and creator of this platform uh, because... You know, family, I, you know, I'm not a platform expert (laughs) when it comes to podcasts or whatnot. I'm sure there's hundreds of many other platforms out there in terms of being on a podcast. But I can only speak for my my experience in Anchor's representation of making things so easy, uh, technologically uh, usable in order to. Uh, fully be able to function with you all and and getting these podcasts out and the features on Anchor are amazing and they are ever ever growing and always uh, updating and upgrading their software and what they do so on that note I just want to say kudos to Anchor and kudos to you guys who support and tune in to Favor Radio it's definitely a pleasure in doing these podcasts family well, we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, again, family, we are talking about avatar slash avatara, which is basically the same word. It's a Sanskrit word that dates back to the ancient Hindus. And again, it, 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 it definitely is in reference to a god or a godlike being who incarnates into a human form. And the word itself means descent, fam. Descent from a supreme being uh, down to an earthly form or being. So we're talking uh, a bloodline, if you will, or a a family of descent. And so we gave examples of what that meant in part one of our discussion on avatars. We talked about what most of you are familiar with, the Bible. And we used an example in that, which is Jesus Christ, Yahshua or Yahweh Shah Mashiach, and saying that he would be, if you believe in him being not only the son of God, but more so uh, God himself incarnated in human form, he would be considered an avatar based on, uh, I would say, those assumptions or based based on that information. Uh, so and so forth and all other pantheon of gods who've done the same in other cultures. Uh, we talked about that family and we talked about how all of this stems from as far back as far as ancient African gods, all the way up to the gods throughout that time up to now. Uh, so, yeah, this is very inf- it's very informative, but it's very, very interesting information, to say the least. Uh, I'm a big fan of this type of stuff. It, it, it <laughs> When stuff like this gets brought up, I'm a sucker for it, fam. And I don't mean sucker in terms of easily duped or information that's not real. I'm talking about it's like giving candy to a kid in the candy store once you start talking about things of this particular topic i'm all ears (laughs) so on that note family i urge you all to if you haven't 
to be a little bit more mindful, but yet very open minded to the sense of looking into things for yourself. Give yourself time, family, when you look up stuff. Don't just read a few things and then say, oh, that's information that, you know, is henceforth. Don't just take it solid. Study it. Get into it. It's not boring. Schools have a off schools at um at times often portray these things, these type of literatures as boring because they're they're under the they have to be under a certain curriculum. A lot of teachers, like professors, some of them are very open minded. Some of them really bust it wide open to get you interested. But like you know, and you even have a few high school teachers that may do something. But they're limited to the time they have and they're limited to the curriculum they're teaching. And then some of them are just limited in their standards of what they believe. So they don't teach it as, as, as openly as they could because they themselves aren't open to the information or they may not have done thorough research themselves. Just because you're a teacher of something doesn't mean you are highly qualified to talk about all there is that is in regard to that topic. It means that you qualify enough to talk about it because that's what you majored in or that's what the topic of discussion requires. It doesn't mean that you're an expert fully. It's not to take away from teachers overall and saying that it just means that whatever you're taught, go beyond that and see for yourself if there's more to learn. Because there's only so far somebody can take you in teaching you things where if you want to know more, or if you're still inquiring to know more, you're going to have to go further. Okay, and that's what this is. So if you consider me a teacher, go further after I've given you what you need to look into this information. If it sparks something within you, go further, you know, because that's how each one teach one. You feel me? And on that note, why you let that process for food for thought? (laughs) I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. We're definitely going to let our sponsors get it in with Anchor. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Peace and blessings, family. It's your boy, J-Rated R, and you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. We are giving a special shout-out today, because fam, you know how we do. We give shout-out on businesses on all accounts. And who are we shouting out today? We're shouting out the brother, Monroe Kelso. That's right, Monroe Kelso, the owner of Salem Cares, with a K. And fam, if you're looking for professional maintenance services, look no further. The famous slogan is, others seldom care. Here at Salem Cares, we do. They take the stress out of maintaining your property and make it a breeze with timely repairs and professional services. Now, what is it that you get with Salem Cares? Maintenance management. As a veteran-owned and operated professional maintenance company, they will handle all your maintenance and service needs, fam. You get peace of mind knowing your investment is in good hands. And they provide timely after hours on call services, emergency, and holiday repairs. They provide services and repair at the highest quality of work. And they operate within the building code of regulations. So if you're tired of the bandages and want a permanent solution, contact them about their affordable services and repairs. Relying on their maintenance management, services will ensure everything goes smooth. So book your consultation if you want more answers. And here's the number you can do so. That number is 336-818-3070. 
Again, the area code is 336-818-3070. And if you need more information on how to contact Mr. Monroe Kelso, he can also be reached at his email, fam. That email is mo, that's M as in Monroe, O as in Owen, Kelso, K-E-L-S-O, at SalemCares.com. And remember, Salem Cares is Salem spelled as it always is, S-A-L-E-M, cares, K-A-R-E-S, dot com. And you can go on his website to, to definitely see all of what they offer in terms of their services. That web address is www.salemcares.com. And for those of you who are interested in where they're located, they can be reached at the address of P.O. Box, 17232 That's Winston-Salem, North Carolina I'm your boy J-Rated R Definitely support All the businesses that you can, fam And on that note, y'all have a blessed day And as always, peace And namaste All right, all right, family, we are back. It is your boy, Jay Read It All, and you are tuning in into Pharaoh Radio, or tuning on Pharaoh Radio, my favorite radio show of all time. <laughs> so, family, we are talking about avatars, one of my favorite discussions of topic to discuss with you all. Uh, And like I said, we did touch briefly on what the word means. I want to go back real quick, family, to something you guys are familiar with, majority of you, which is the Bible. Yes, on this show, we talk about cuneiform tablets, pyramid texts, the Vedic uh, tablets or scripts. We talk about the Bible. We talk about everything on Pharaoh Radio, family. We talk about what's going on in the world. We talk about what's going on in the government, what's going on in the streets, what's going on in the music industry. We talk about what's going on on a personal level with us as a people. We talk about all forms of life on Pharaoh Radio. So if you want to know what Pharaoh Radio consists of, what is the premise or the basis of Pharaoh Radio, I just gave it to you. But what I will say, and everything I just told you, the one word that makes all of this possible, the one word that connects the dots on all levels is spirituality. That's what Pharaoh Radio is the building blocks of spirituality, not religion, not anything else. Spirituality, because spirituality is what, fam? It is everything. That's all simple. So, yeah, uh, Pharaoh Radio. Now, going to the Bible, I told you guys that avatars are the summation or they are those who descend from the heavens as gods or supreme beings down into the earthly abode incarnating into a physical human body whether that be through in vitro fertilization artificial insemination whether it be through spiritual incarnation whatever the case is it's all one and the same on every level as long as you know the the origins of that descent. When we look in the Bible family, 
And we talk about Genesis, the beginning, right? Which is basically the genealogy of Isis. But we're not going to get into the genes of Isis. We'll just stick to the topic as Genesis. When we get to that, there's a original, well, there's original words that you don't see in the English form that were actually translated in the Aramaic to let you know it was not the sons of God, but it was more so the sons of God's plural, God's plural. Because if you're referring to the one God, you're just going to say El. If you're using the Phoenician Canaanite Hebrew word El, you're singular. It's a singular form of saying God. People make the, the, the translated mistake in saying that Elohim is another name for God. And that's just incorrect, fam. If you're referring to one God, whether it's the true God or not, if it's one God, singular, the word would be El. For there are many Els, many gods, right? Different types of gods, but they're El, right? El is a God. That's it. When you use the word Elohim, yes, the word Elohim means these judges or those judges. It means these beings or those beings. It also means God's plural. Now, those is a, is a plural word. Those or these is a form of the or they. And they is a plural word. So the is singular, right? So I'm not here to give a history lesson. I'm not here to give an English lesson. What I'm here to tell you is when we're doing translations, this is what we have to be mindful of and careful of when we're getting information. You can be told one thing from so-called preachers, theologians, philosophers, whomever. And if you don't know these things for yourself, you'll just follow suit in what they're telling you because you're trustworthy and you believe that what they're saying is is is. Why would they lie to you, right? And it's not necessarily a thing always when somebody tells you something that they're lying, which means that they will purposely know what they're saying. Sometimes they themselves have been misinformed. I, being one of them, have been misinformed and I had to learn things on my own. But that was knowledge that was given to me by the creator. By showing me or pointing me in the right direction or just bringing something to my awareness that I didn't know. And, you know... You have to be able to seek that for yourself. I urge you all to go behind me and look up everything I say. And I do want to make uh, an, a correction. I told you guys in the Ancient Kemet Part 5 series. Um, well, not Part 5, but the five-part series. Um, that the word Ethiopia, I mean, that the word Egyptian means burnt faces. It actually is Ethiopia that means burnt faces. Um now, the word is correct in stating that when you get the word Egypt in Greek from is called Egyptos. That is correct. But that is referring to a land. Right. And the land is referred to as Kem, which is why they call it Kemet, the land of uh, the, the land of black or the black people of the land. That's what Kem means. Right. But Ethiopia is the word that means burnt faces. So I wanted to correct myself and that for those of you who have been listening to these podcasts up to now, you will be the ones to re recognize and realize that I had to make a correction in that. See, family, I don't always be 100 percent on point myself, but I try to be. And if I'm incorrect, I would be the first to tell you I made a mistake because this information is, is bound. And when you do the information, you're going to find these things out anyway. 
And see, I don't like to be wrong when I'm referring information because a lot of you who've never heard of this, you listen to me. So I stand correct in saying that I was wrong uh, about Egyptos meaning burnt face. I got my translations wrong because I know so many different translations, family, that sometimes the mind isn't always where it should be. But yes, everything else I said in that podcast, you can find to be true for yourself. I just wanted to make that minor correction on the word so that when you guys look up what Egyptos means, you'll realize that that actually is Ethiopian that means burnt faces. Need I say more? Um, Now, getting back to Genesis, because this is all relating to Avatar's family. The translation for God in your Bible in Genesis is Elohim, right? That's the way you've been taught. God is an Elohim. He is an Elohim because he's one of the gods, but he's the one true God. If you're referring to the one God, you will call him El Elo, the most high, right? Ilion, Ilion, El, the most high God. That's what that means. El means God. So it wasn't Bane. Now the word Bane, B-A-N-E, Bane, Bane in, in Aramaic means sons, right? Plural, sons. So when you say Bani Elohim, you're saying sons of the gods, not God, not sons of God, sons of the gods or sons of gods. So let's just be clear on that. So these sons of gods, right, came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan. Now you read that also when you start going into uh, Genesis and Job and all these other things. Now, the ones what I'm talking about, they came to present themselves before God. That's in the book of Job. But when I'm talking about in Genesis, you know, the sons of God or gods came down unto the daughters of man and they bore children. It means they had sexual intercourse with them, family. That means a seed is involved. And the word seed in Aramaic is Zerah, right? So we're talking about offspring. So this is a descent. Those who descended. Then the word in Sumerian for those who came from the heavens descending down or the 50 fallen who descended is called Anunnaki. Right? Because the word An or Anu or Ani means heaven. From up high or from on high. So. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys, man. If you don't if you don't study to find yourself approved, you won't you won't see these things. But this is a form of what a descent, keyword descent, avatar, those from the heavens or the supreme beings who came down to the earthly abode incarnating in man. Jesus is from the heavens, he's from the stars. Born of a human woman. Hmm, right? Yes. Making him a making him a son of El, a son of God, which makes him what? An avatar. So the so-called Nephilim or children of fallen gods or angels and the word El is in angel. Right. They were avatars. Demigods. 
You see where I'm going with this? So I wanted to make it a little bit more easier and more simplistic just to give you references to something you already know. You just needed a little bit more help opening your eyes to what we're talking about. And we can go into other pantheon of gods and other cultures. We can go back to ancient India and start talking about the gods of then. It wouldn't make much difference in what I'm saying, but you would get the point. So um, ancient Kemet refers to the mother being the sole person in which things are looked upon because we have to give credence and take heed in giving credit to the feminine. That's something that religion, I'm saying religion on purpose like that because religion means to be kept bound or to be or to tie or to be fastened or to be kept in bondage, spiritually keeping you in ignorance of not knowing who you really truly are spiritually and all there that all that is entailed and all there is. Okay? Religion has done that. Man has done that. The Bible is not a religious book. It's a book on spirituality, genealogy, and many, many other things. It is not religious. We've made it religious because we gave it titles like Islam, Judaism, Christianity. Those things are not what make the Bible. Well, they are what makes the Bible appear religious. So when people say I'm not religious, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Okay. Spirituality is everything connects the dots to everything you're a spiritual being for Christ's sake no pun intended saying that but you're a spiritual being so therefore I'm not into religion religion is what keeps you ignorant of your true self your knowledge of self the knowledge of things that we've talked about it also binds you it blinds you it does all these things to keep you from knowing the divine you yeah I know that rhyme and I didn't mean for it to rhyme but I caught on to it after I said it blinds you and I just kept it going it does. It binds, it blinds, and it keeps you from knowing the divine. That's what religion does. It gives you, yeah, samples and it gives you ex examples of what spirituality, a form of spirituality, but it, it, it mainly keeps you in fear. Fear is a lower vibration that holds us down. It's what bounds us, family. It prevents us from having faith. It prevents us from being able to do the unbelievable, the unexplainable. Because if you don't have a clear conscience of what it is you're doing with certainty, then therefore you have no faith. Your faith has been wavered. It has been challenged and conquered through fear. Fear is what holds you back. Now, there's a good thing. Fear can be a good thing at times because it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you aware. It makes you aware of things you, you typically or normally would not be aware of. So there is good things to fear. Just not being consumed by fear is what's bad. Okay, everything has a purpose. Out of anything bad can come something good. So, again, we got to learn to be of, of, of more of a balance in these things for ourselves individually as well as a collective and when we collectively can come together and unite family this is when all the magic happens magic is simply the manipulation of energy we can change the structure of things just based on thoughts when we have faith with no doubt we can tell this mountain move and it would obey you this is what Yahshua your own Messiah has said and many others before him and after him. So the point I'm making is I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to 
to uh, convert anybody. <laughs> I'm here to help aw- to bring awareness to the information that is being presented to you. Uh, because this is what is going to wake us up individually. And if you don't believe that, then just look at everyday life. Okay. So real quick, family, I wanted to do that. We're going to go ahead and take another commercial break. And when we get back, we'll get a little bit more into this information. I'm your boy, Jay Ray all. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Be right back, fam. Stay tuned. Yo, yo. What up, fam? It's your boy, J-Rated R. And I hope you all are having a wonderful, blessed day, surely as I am. Look, want to give a shout out to my homegirl, Sony B, at www.solarlevitation.com. That's www.solarlevitation.com. Check your fam. She's got everything. Aromatherapy for your mind and your body. If you've had a long day at the J-O-B or just ready to kick back and relax and some, she's the sight to see. And fam, we're not just talking about for your mind and your body. We're talking about freeing your soul and your spirit. Real talk. You won't regret it. I know I don't. And look here, fam. When we come together, there's nothing we can't do. So check her out. That's Sony B, Miss Sonia Braxton at www.solarlevitation.com. It's your boy J Rated R. Check her out. I'm signing off saying peace and namaste. Some blessings, family. Whole tap. Uh, one of you actually asked me what whole tap means. I don't know if I even went into discussing that. I think I did, maybe in some prior podcasts. But the word whole tap is the ancient comedic word, which means I come in peace, or it just means peace. Now, the word imhotep, spelled I M as in Mary, hotep, H O T E P, in Paul, or either it says I am hotep. That's what the first prefix of M means. I am Hotep. I am he who comes in peace. M Hotep uh, was also an ancient uh, Egyptian teacher of philosophies and uh, an inscriber. Taught a lot of writing and things like that. It has also been speculated. I'll say speculated. M Hotep and Tahuti were either one and the same or he was a student of hooties but anyway mhotep otep when you hear somebody say hotep fam it just simply means peace so the same as i say peace and namaste to you all hotep is just another way of saying peace so when i say that that's what it means 
But anyway, we are talking about Avatar's family. And one real quick point out a word, uh, supreme. When you spell that word, it's S-U-P-R-E-M-E, right? And then there's another word called super, spelled almost the same as supreme, only you reversing the E and the R. Rather, where supreme is S-U-P-R-E-M-E, super is S-U-P-E-R. And they both pretty much are meaning the same thing. What is a supreme being? A supreme being is a being who's a super being. A super being is a supreme being. A being of superiority. A being that is above all else. High in might. Powerful. Right? There's nothing a being of supremacy really can't do that's supreme. Because it's a super being. And even if there are things it can't do, well, we don't know what those things are. Either way, it just depends on the deity or the entity that in which we are referring to in terms of saying supreme. Just wanted to say that, family, because that's what an all that's what an avatar can also be considered. By definition, an avatar is a supreme being who descends, keyword being descend here, down into the earthly abode or realm or physical world and incarnates into a physical human body. And if you want to be scientific, I'd say specimen. But that sounds kind of like a guinea pig or an experimentation. <laughs> so we'll just stick to incarnating into a physical form or a vessel. So in this case, yes, we've talked about different gods. We've talked about the origins of this word, what it means. And we even went into the Bible to show references in terms of what it could mean as well. When we said Bani Elohim, sons of the gods who came down and took for themselves the daughters of man and they bore children later called Nephilim, which is another word of saying another way of saying demigods or an avatars. So you got different level avatars, you got different avatars on different levels, um, different supreme ranks of beings. So now that you know what this stuff means to a certain degree, we can start talking about other things that tie into that. Um, and family, if we were to go back, say, to the pyramid text, if we were to go back to what ancient Kemet talks about, we have to go back to the grand architect of the universe. In ancient Egyptian, that grand architect is also known as Ptah. All right. Some call him Ptah Ra. Some say Ra Ptah. But it's Ptah Ra. Now Ra is the sun. And God in the Bible is also represented or referred to symbolically as the sun. For he is a shield. Right. He is a God of light. He is a, an, a, a God of the living. Right. These are all references to the sun. Because the sun is what keeps us alive. It is the sustainer of life. That's what the word Yah or God represents. Yah literally means the sustainer. And in Sumerian, we would call God Anu. Anu, meaning O Heavenly One or O Heavenly Father. Anu also means Most High. Now, if you turn that into an Arabic word, 
Elah or Il, it means on high. Just like in the Aramaic, Ali or Arabic, in Arabic it's Ali. But in Aramaic it's Elah. See what I'm saying? So all these things mean from above, on high, in the heavens. Most high. That's what it means. Elijah. Now there is no J in any of the Syriac languages. Right? So who is Ja? What is substituted for the J in its original language? The Y, which is Yah. So you would say Elijah. Right? Most high sustainer. See what I'm saying? The most high God, Yah, which is why you say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise to be. Praise be. Yah, to God, to the most high, to the sustainer. So, or the creator, right? This is what I mean by learning the translations, learning the terms. They play a very intricate part in your education. They help you to tie the knot, so to speak. They help you to piece the puzzle together or put the pieces together. When you have a certain level of knowledge, it opens doorways to other levels of knowledge. But you can't stop there. You can't just take a couple of words, compare them and think you know it all. You'll be deceived in doing that. You'll deceive yourself in doing that. You must keep going as far as you can go because then this will lead you to connect the dots to other things while still staying in your Bibles and staying relevant. So these stories are allegory, a lot of them. They represent something else. They either represent another storyline or a story within a story or they're representing something symbolic altogether and referring to the celestial abode, which is the stars or the heavens or space or planets or entities. It's a little bit of everything, family. So your summation of these things, you have to come into, I don't want to say a conclusion of them because you're still ever learning. But there are precepts after precepts. The Bible tells you this. It tells you this precept after precept. These things help connect the dots. These are the mystery school teachings that people who learn from the outside don't get these type of teachings. And what was that that I told you about? What's that word where everybody who on a massive scale is being taught lesser degree of information. Exoteric is the word. So those who are learning or initiatives of secret teachings, they're called esoteric teachings. Eso as in E-S-O versus exo, which is E-X-O. So you have E-S as in Sam and you have E-X as in X-ray. The one that has X-ray, E-X-O-teric, Exoteric is outside teachings on a lesser degree of knowledge. Those who are in the inner circle of learning things on a higher level of knowledge, those things are called esoteric. So, again, family, this is why it is pertinent and very important, vitally important, that you get acclimated with the terms and learning the stories Because you can teach these things from different levels of knowledge and only have a certain perception of what they are and not know anything else about them when somebody like myself starts bringing these other things into play. But these things all connect. This is not conjecture, family. This is not pseudo. It's not speculation. 
It's none of that. When you do this knowledge, what you find is these dots connect like you've never seen. Because your awareness is being more broader. You're being introduced into the spirit realm through literature. That requires insight. Which is foresight, which is hindsight. It requires clarity. Because your spiritual eyes starting to open. And as Jesus said in Matthew 6, when thine eye is full, is open and full of light, so will thy body follow. Light represents knowledge, fam. Not just the divine spark of consciousness, not just the divine almighty, not just that, but it represents knowledge. When you turn a light on in the room, you can see things. You know what's in there, right? The revealing has taken place. When things are not being revealed or the veil has not been uh, shown to you, you're in the dark. You, you have to feel your way around. You don't even know what's in there. This is where fear comes from. Fear comes from the unknown. But knowing something brings knowledge. When one knows better, they can do better. Right? They don't have to believe anymore. They know. Belief and knowing, they play a part in each other, but they're not the same. Blessed are those who believe me who have not seen me. Some of you can't believe nothing until you see it for yourself. Literally see it. But seeing doesn't always come literally. It comes from within. And scientifically, if you really want to get technical, the brain is what sees, not the eyes. They are just more so your eyes are the... um, They're what's used to see to a certain degree. Blind people probably have heightened senses because they can see based on the vibration of things. So that tells you that when sound vibrates off things, they can see from within. And it's a real thing. I I, I don't ever hope to be blind to find out, but uh, there's many ways to see. You can be blinded simply just by not knowing something. Light can also blind too sometimes. It doesn't always show you things. If the light's too bright, you can't see. (laughs) So, you know, let's be clear on the different types of light we're referring to and the terminology we're using in the moment. So, yeah, with Avatar's family, this this is a very important step to being clear on how these things work. Now, Avatar's, these beings are said to have abilities, feats, incredible powers that usually mortal men don't possess or don't have access to. Jesus with walking on water, turning water into wine. He's an alchemist, transmutes the elements. But he also was in Egypt for those years as a child. All your prophets in the Bible went to Egypt or came out of Egypt Think about that. Where all this shit started. Your sciences. Your alchemy. All that shit came out of pretty much Egypt. Anyway, this is not about that. This is about Avatar's family. Now, I want to bring something to you all because I did mention what Rapata means. I wanted to kind of go into that before we got into it because I wanted to say this to all you people who always want to know 
I've had somebody ask me, well, is there a difference between the creator and God in the Bible? I won't answer that right now on this podcast, because if I do, I'm going to deviate your attention away from where I'm going with this. Granted, it's just me on here talking, so you have no no one else to listen to but me on here. But it still will have your mind wandering or it may take your learning process away from all of what I'm saying because you're stuck on one thing I said. So don't be. If you wish to know that answer, please inform me by getting in contact with me and then we'll go from there. I won't answer that on here today. Now, I have answered it. I'll give you a hint. I've answered that before in my prior podcast. Honestly, I don't even remember which ones that was. (laughs) Uh, Even I have to go back and listen to that, but I'm not going to answer it today. It's not important. It's not what we're talking about. Um, But yes, Batara is is known as the grand architect, the master builder of the universe. And he was the first, if not one of the first Masons. And he's carrying in his hand the Dejed column. Now you can see this if you look into, uh, if you go into, you can look online, just simply type uh, Patah. P is in Paul, T is in Tom, A is in Apple, H as in holiday, pata. And you can put raw behind it if you so wish to, but you don't have to do that. Just put pata. Um, I am going to tell you this real quick because this does tie into avatars. Let's talk real quickly on the word Mason. I'm not here to tell you about Freemasons and all the different secret societies. But yes, Freemasons or any type of Mason, it started in ancient Africa. It started in ancient Kemet. That's where you get the word Mason from. Jesus was a Mason. He was a carpenter, right? But he was also a different type of Mason. Jesus was a spiritual Mason because he's a master builder. He is the one. He's the bridge between man and God. No man can get to the father except through him. Right now, the word for architect in Greek is architon. Right. Or tecton. Tecton is the word for architect. Excuse me. Tecton is the word for architect. It's the Greek word for architect. Tecton. T-E-K-T-O-N. So Jesus is the tecton or the architect or the bridge. He's the master builder, right? Because he was a master. That's why he's referred to as rabbi. He's a master or rabboni. He's a lord and master. Right? So... Rabboni, Yahshua Mashiach, or Yahawashah, as some of my Hebrew Israelite brothers would call him. So, here's what I'm saying. When we talk about the word Mason, we're talking about a master builder, whether it's a Freemason, meaning he who is free to build on his own. A Mason is a builder of sorts, not just a carpenter, but a carpenter is basically somebody who builds on his own right so we've gotten that now to the point now where am i going with avatar how does this all relate to avatar i'm about to show you so just walk with me take your time but before we do that fam we're going to take a commercial break now i have stretched these commercial breaks out a little bit today because of this information because i don't plan on doing a part three uh so i'm going to go ahead and we will definitely let our sponsors get it in When we return, we'll continue right where we left off. Y'all stay tuned.
All right, fam, we are back. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio, and I'm your boy, J-Rated R. And today's topic of discussion is about avatars. This is part two. And family, if we can help it, I think this will be the last of the series. So it's probably going to be two parts to this. Might be three. You'll know definitely by the end of this particular uh, show whether or not we're going to do a part three. But as for now, it's part two of avatars. So we talked about avatars, what it means to be an avatar, where avatars are originated from. We went into all the different, uh, you know, examples of an avatar. We didn't get into all the different cultures uh, detailistically or intricately, but we did talk about them. We did discuss certain cultures, and there's many, many, many of them out here that have a pantheon of gods. And some of these gods and different gods have had different incarnations throughout the different timelines throughout history. Uh, And what these incarnations represented was they being avatars, okay? Whether you believe that or not, whether it's real or not, whether you call it mythology, whether you say it's real, the fact is we are talking about avatars and what an avatar is. We did also leave off of what Ptah Ra or Ptah, which is the ancient Kemetic or ancient Egyptian deity, grand architect of the universe is called. Uh, And we talked about that in ancient Kemet is where you first learned about masonry. It's where the first masons were born out of or came from or originated from. Okay, so we talked about Jesus or Yahshua or Yahawashash, whatever name you want to give him, being a carpenter or a what? A mason because he's a builder. And we also said how that also represented spiritually him being a master builder because he is the gate or the bridge between man and 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 God or from heaven and earth. No one can get to the father but through him. Right. So he is the tunnel or the conduit in which one must arise from in order to be ascended to heaven. Through him, you have to be through him to be ascended. Right. You have to get initiated through him because he is after the order of Melchizedek. This is why you have to go through the order of Christ. Because preachers represent a priesthood unto Christ on earth. Because he is after the order of Melchizedek, which is after the order of God. That's the highest order you can have or be in, which is Melchizedek, which is basically a priesthood for gods or angels. Right. And it has even been said that Tuhudi is Melchizedek. But we're not going to get into that either. Um, anyway, yeah, we could go all day in this stuff, fam. That's what I do. All right. And it's fun. And this changes you for real. It's not just good information. It's not just good study. This literally changes who you are spiritually as well. Now, let me be more specific because some of you hear something and you run with it. When I say it changes who you are spiritually, I ain't talking about you being possessed by no demons or anything crazy. I mean your spiritual self, the part of you that you're starting to get more in tune with changes the whole you as a whole, as a person, making you more aware of knowledge, making you more uh, humble. It changes you. You know, you go through a transformation when you when you study these things. And if you're guided properly, okay? So, you know, only ignorance would be say would say something outside of where I'm going with this. Because it means you don't know. Ignorant means to not know. 
Okay, I'm giving knowledge where knowledge is. Therefore, it's not just good books, sense and studying a whole bunch of books. You have to be spiritually in tune with this to be sound. Because people are always ever learning, but never knowing. Never full of God's wisdom, if you will. So we all are on that journey. Some of us are just more consciously aware of it than others. And some of us here are just here for whatever. But whatever that whatever is, is between you and the creator. I know why I'm here, at least most of why I'm here. And this is one of them. So anyway, without further ado, family, we are discussing Patah and him being one of the first Masons. Now, I've told you before, you must study to find yourself approved. But what I didn't say is you must study the electron spin of the atom. Let me tell you one of the biggest secrets of Masons. Again, this all ties into Avatar's family. I'm just giving you some inside knowledge. The Masons refer to themselves as the sons of light. Okay, and they have what you call a sacred calendar and it deals with time. That time is called Anolusis. You may have seen abbreviated for A-L, right? And that word actually translates in Latin fam to English as the annual year of light. It means the annual year of light or light year. Okay, just to be simple. Now I learned this knowledge. uh, A great few years ago. I want to say many, many years, like it was like decades. No, but (laughs) definitely in the early 2000s. And uh, one of my best friends, one of my uh, great brothers who had been initiated into this information through, I'm not going to give the name of the teacher. He initiated me. And I learned this knowledge later for myself beyond my initiation. Um when I started delving into it more and becoming more aware of the information that has always been right in our face, but we've never been taught it in schools or in churches. And I had spiritual experiences, fam. Now, this is something I did not go into on my spiritual journey, which you will hear a five part series of. And like I told you guys in that series, there's still a whole bunch of stuff I hadn't told you because it would just take forever, it seems <laughs> more than a day or two or even a week to, to give you a lot of my experiences. I might as well just write a book, to be honest with you. But I have went through some amazing, tremendous, scary, and yet very powerful, awe-inspiring experiences. And these are things you just can't make up. And even if you are making them up, well, you, you have one damn great creative imagination, just to say the least. But to get back on the subject here, yes, Anolusis is a Latin word translated into English, which means the annual year of light or a light year. Now, the term Mason, it not only goes back family to the word, which is referred to as Mason. Mason is spelled M-E-S-E-N. It is the root word of the word where the word Mason gets its word from, right? A Mason. Now, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm giving y'all some information here. So I want y'all to really take this podcast into consideration and, this, and just do the knowledge. Mason goes back to the word Mesen, M-E-S-E-N. 
in the Egyptian hieroglyphs or what is known as the metal netter, right? You guys will find out this information and you'll also find out that it it basically the blacksmith netter god, Ptah, that I was telling you about. You'll find out about Ptah's He's the physical manifestation of the grand architect of the universe, right? Of Ra Amen or Amen Ra. So Ptah is actually a manifestation of Amen Ra. Amen Ra means the hidden sun. Now, again, I just told you something about what Avatar means, family. I just said Avatar is taking a supreme being from godliness Right. And descending him or a descent of that coming down into earthly form. In a body. Well, Ptah is an actual. Deity, if you will. A physical representation or a manifestation of Amun-Ra. That's what Jesus is in the Bible. Jesus is the master builder. He's a physical representation or a manifestation of light manifested into a human body of the God you call El or Yahovah, if for some of you who say that. Right? So he's an avatar. Now, hold on, because this is about to go a little bit more deeper. This is the type of stuff a lot of you have to be initiated into knowing. You're not going to get this in a podcast. Yeah, there are brothers and sisters out here now with some of this knowledge who will tell you some of these things. I'm one of them. Okay, I'm not trying to make like I'm the only one out there. This is a big ass world. It's about six to seven billion people on this planet. I'm sure a few, at least if not million, a few thousand is out here talking some of this who really know what they're talking about. Now, I'm not trying to say I know everything and I'm not trying to find myself with an ego here to say, I know everything of what I'm talking about, but I wouldn't be telling you this unless I knew what I was talking about. And I'm giving you information that if you look thoroughly enough, you can find this for yourself. So you're saying, well, if I can do that myself, how is it that people need to be initiated into it? Because it's not something that is openly taught. That's why you ever heard the saying the truth is hidden in plain sight. Keyword hidden, but it's in plain sight. You don't know what you're looking at because things are through symbolisms. Things are passed down from one generation to the next. And if you're found worthy, you're initiated into those 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 traditions and you learn those secrets and then you practice them to see or to find yourself approved so that they can be so they can make themselves relevant and visible to you. I'm giving you the information, but you got to be the one to apply it. And that I have not gone into detail on how to do. So therefore, yes, you still have to be initiated. It's one thing to read things. It's one thing to have somebody tell you stuff. It's one thing to be just talking about things. It's another thing you have to actually do it. When you apply these sciences that are given to you freely, okay, no one's charging you for this. And you find these things to be of worth way more valuable than money. Because people with money who know this stuff or information or have an idea of it, they'll pay through the nose to get it because they don't want nobody else to know it. And then they take some of these sciences, whether good or bad, and apply them ignorantly or whatever. 
and find that these things do still have results that they produce and then they become egotistical and they become power hungry and they want to rule and they want other people to not have this knowledge of themselves or this information or these modalities or these technologies accessible to others because then this would render others powerless. So why would they want to share that kind of information? But there are consequences to somebody misabusing or misrepresenting power that comes from the divine. I will say that. So if they're not getting it right now, trust me, fam, the creator is not going to miss a beat. When judgment comes, they're going to have to answer to that. But in the meantime, these are powers of things that you guys know nothing about. And I'm saying you guys as if I were to separate myself because I've dabbled a little keyword, a little into some of these things. And yes, fam. This shit can be scary if you don't know what you're doing. Now, I ain't talking about nothing demonic. Once again, for the one people who have that one track mind or that narrow mind, if you're dealing with things you don't know about, you're doing demonic things. You're into black magic. No, you are completely wrong. That is not what I'm doing. And yes, there is a such thing as dark magic and demons and all that. I'm not messing with that frequency. That is not who I am. So I just got to make it clear to the narrow-minded people who have no knowledge of this, and I hate to say the word, but ignorant to this information, for ignorance means no knowledge of something, that this is not what that is. This is beyond that, okay? But all I'm trying to say is this. If you do the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, you'll find that that prayer is talking about what I'm telling you or what I'm about to tell you now. And we talked about that in Ancient Kemet. I did talk about that in the Ancient Kemet Pharaoh uh, uh, Radio Podcast five-part series. So you guys can refer to that too for more information on the Lord's Prayer and what it means and what Jesus was doing. Anyway, so Ptah is the manifestation of Amun-Ra, right? Which would make him by definition an avatar. An incarnation, if you will, of the supreme being of the universe. So, the word Mison, it is referring to a blacksmith, a blacksmith god or a netter deity. And that netter deity or god or blacksmith is Ptah, who again is the manifestation of Amun-Ra. But the word Mison also signifies the word Mison. Now we're jumping from M-E-S-E-N to M-E-S-O-N. So we went from the word Mason, M-A-S-O-N, which came down to the word Mason, which is the blacksmith, neither God, Ptah, which is M-E-S-E-N. Now this word M-E-S-E-N is going down even more. It's going further back even more to a word called Mison, which is the word M-E-S-O-N. So what is a mison? Well, I'm about to tell you. This is how you understand bit by bit, knowledge by knowledge, how these things work and how they connect in any religious doctrine or spiritual culture. So let me explain to you, fam, what a mison is. All right. A mison is a subatomic particle family carrying a positive or a negative charge. That's all it is. And you simply know that as a proton and an, and an electron, right? Protons are positive particle charges. Electrons are negative particle charges, right? 
That's what a meson is. Now, there are several different types of these atomic particles, family, or as you would call mesons, right? I, I give you a small example. You have kappa, you have pi, you have mu, you have all these different words. Now, the word mu, M-U, M as in Mary, U as an umbrella, it's very funny that that's one of the uh, atomic particles because that word comes from the word which now translates from meson, Okay, now we're going back even further. We're going from M-E-S-O-N to M-U-O-N-S. So we're hyphenated. M-U hyphen O-N-S. Mu. Mu-ons. Mu-ons. Right? Mu-ons are carrying a positive or a negative charge, family. So these different mesons represent a wide range of light manifestations, right? Light manifestation is what represents or manifest here in this world the physical world the world you know is earth some call this the earth plane or the physical plane or the third dimension okay i hope what i'm saying makes perfect sense even if it doesn't please do not be um bothered go back and just listen because i don't expect you guys all to get all of this in one setting okay but the word meson is basically referring to a subatomic particle world. That's the quantum world we're talking about. For scientific heads out there that need a little more terminology, we're talking about the quantum realm now. This is what ancient Egyptians knew. And this is how, when you start breaking down what an avatar is on a, on a spiritual, scientific level of electrons and protons, and it's, not, it's even beyond that, fam. I'm just giving you basics. Um, these beings are able to come down here with a greater electrical, electromagnetic field, a greater charge. And they control, they actually have to, if you will, for a better choice of words, turn the volume of their power down when they come into these physical bodies. Because the power of these beings are so great at such a higher manifestation, at such a higher level, the bodies would literally instantly combust. They would just, they would, they would, you know, catch on fire and blow up. Jesus was that type of being. And in order for him to kind of turn his energy back on, if you will, gradually, safely, spiritually, he had to be initiated, baptized, and go through the order of Melchizedek. This is what you guys don't pick up when you're reading. When you're reading these things, you're looking at the storyline so literally you're not looking at the initiation behind them. This is why he had to go through an order after the order of Melchizedek. He had to be initiated into higher spiritual power in order to fully be able to use that power which was given to him through the Father. Okay? This is what I'm telling you. This is why you have modalities such as a cross or an ankh or a scepter or a staff, because that helps you channel your power. It helps you to balance your power. Not that you get power from it. Power can be put into it. Yes, but it is nothing but an object. The power comes from you from within. So you're using these things to balance yourself out so that you don't over electrically charge See what I'm saying? Like, you might not get this right now, man. But family, these are the things that avatars do. These are the type of things that a god or a god like being can do. Take an angel, for instance. 
An archangel is something that's outside of your explanation. It's something that's outside of your comprehension. And there are different types of angels. They don't all look the same. They're not going to all look the same. That's because they're all different types of angels in different ranks. They're different powers. They be different principalities. Right. So. You got to know these things in order to be able to. And this doesn't happen overnight, family. This happens from longevity, long hours of intense studying. And you can still study your ass off and still not get something. You may be very book smart, but still common sense lingers a little bit. <laughs> you know, that's a gift. Common sense is a gift. As all as as is everything else. Because it happens innately. It comes from when you study to be able to piece things together and have insight. If you don't have insight, then it don't matter what type of literature or terminology you learn, pick up or read or whatever, you're never going to be able to put those pieces together as they're truly meant to be pieced together because you're missing something from within. This is why going from within is very pertinent. It's very important. You just can't get everything from the outside. Remember, everything outside of you is nothing more than a reflection of that which is inside of you. So you have to go within first in order to know what's going on on the outside. That's real knowledge, fam. That's where you that's where knowledge becomes wisdom through experience and experience comes from with innately within yourself of experiencing something outside of yourself through that you accumulate knowledge and you put the pieces together and that's how you gain wisdom on many of the levels so initiations are levels of knowledge that are gained through experience experience which gives you wisdom and this is why you become a master at some point in your life because you've mastered something and the only way to be a master is to gain wisdom. You can have all the knowledge in the world and still not know what the hell is going on. So, or how to use. Wisdom is knowing how to use that knowledge and what it's for. See, so that's the difference between a tiger and a dragon. Symbolically, a tiger is wild, full of fire, full of might, always on the go, ready to go. But a dragon is wise. This is why the serpent represents in a lot of cultures or denotes wisdom. Because you have to be able to attain that which you have been given to preserve it and don't use it crazy or, or sporadically or irresponsibly. You got to know how things work in the quantum world. I don't know how all things work in the quantum world. I'm getting there. You know, I'm a much more smarter man than I was years ago. I've even gained a little wisdom here and there on some things, but um, I'm still learning. Meditation helps to silence your mind so that you can process that which you've learned and that which you haven't learned. That's what meditation is. That's why in, in Joshua chapter one, verses eight through nine, it tells you to meditate on the word. The word is spoken. It's it's been inspired. Right? Inspiritus is where the word inspire comes from. In spirit is what that means. When somebody's inspired through breath of life. When you're inspired, you have you have you have a new you have a new idea. You you full of life. You're vibrant again, right? So when you're vibrant again, you have a new mission in life. 
You're motivated. Your motor is moving. You vibrate at a higher degree. You start vibrating at a much faster and higher level. When you, the higher you vibrate, the more you vibrate, the more light you are, are allowing in your body. The more light is being generated. The more light means the more knowledge. The more knowledge, the more the fire. The more fire, the more motivated you are. See what I'm saying? Your learning curve is cut short. You learning at incredible rates and speeds now. Your brain is expanding. Your consciousness is expanding. Your awareness is expanding. And that's what spiritual knowledge does to you. It gives you life. It wakes you up. You become that breath of life that Yahshua's name represents. And his name, Yashu, is the God of breath or, the, or, or life. That's why he's the truth, the way, and the life. See what I'm saying? You become a Yahushua or a Yahua. I'm not going to go there, but that's what the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 is trying to get you to do. It's to become one, trying to wake your kundalini up. For those of you who don't know what kundalini means, it is a Sanskrit word. You need to know it means the fiery serpent that lies at the base of your spine. This is the Holy Spirit that's referred to in the Bible. This is your chi or your prana, right? Or the Holy Spirit. I ain't going no more into that because this is about avatars. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's neither here or there. But yes, fam. So we talked about Masons, Masons. All this is stemming back to what a Mason really supposed to represent. Now you got a lot of fake ass groups, a lot of backwards ass, knowledge having ass groups out here that will lead you astray. Or you even have some of them that have knowledge of what I'm telling you, but they'll purposely lead you astray because they're of the other side, which means not the brothers of light, but what? The brothers of darkness, the satanic ones, the demonic ones. Yes. As it is above, so it is below. But for everything that has the opposite, there is an equal and opposite reaction, right? We learn this. So where there's light, there's darkness. So yes, you have to be careful to not be deceived by the other side because they will recruit you, lie to you. They will feed off your ego, off your heartly carnal desires, promising you riches, women or men, depending on whatever you like or whatever sex you are. All these things will be given to you if you worship me. Where we heard that from. But yet the Bible also says that when you focus on God, all other things will be added unto you. So you can still have all the things you want in a respectful manner, that is. Something that's not going to defy you or ruin you or cause you to sin. But all the other things, money, abundance, wealth, you want to travel the world, you want to do this and do that, God will even give it to you. Even the sinful things God will allow you to have because you need to learn from your from your, from your your errors, from your mistakes. But I'd rather him give it to you than the ones of darkness give it to you because they got a double agenda. And you may not get it the way you want it when it comes to them. Everything with them is always, it's a lie. Or it's some, some type of bullshit something to get you to fall for what they say and then they never own up to what they tell you so it's not good to do that and plus they don't give the power like you think they do they like to possess they like to own they like to lie they like to stop you from becoming your best being becoming that which is already within you 
They don't want that. So this information is, is very intriguing to people who are hungry for it. And if you're just too gullible and start believing anything in anyone, you're opening yourself for the wrong side. So always be humble, always meditate, always pray, ask for spiritual protection, and always learn to get the information the way it's supposed to be given. That way you can utilize it as it was meant to be used, and you become that which the Creator intended on you from being in the first place, before the fall of man. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there, because the deeper we get into having these conversations, a lot of you may be intrigued by these things I tell you, but you may be going about it a little bit immaturely. I don't want that to happen. So this is not a fear mongling story or information or advice. This is just being real. Other than that, family, you are going to be just fine. Look at me. I'm okay. Now, you can't possibly know that because you don't know me or you're not physically here with me or you're not around me every day in my life. But what I'm trying to tell you is I started studying this stuff all the way back in, in 2000. And from then, I've had all kinds of crazy experiences, even more. And this all started for me spiritually. These experiences started for me as a child. So, like I said, uh, asking it shall be given. Seeking ye shall find. Knocking the door shall open. But a lot of us don't even know who we really are. When we have an idea, we might say we're children of God, most of us, those who have souls. (laughs) But uh, even those that don't have to be created from something which I would say the creator of all but there's a reason why they don't have souls or why some people's souls are very very tarnished and dark need polishing there's a lot of reasons for a lot of things we just don't have time to go into any of those things they're ongoing conversations that never end so you have it family an avatar is just that so when I'm telling you things such as George Lucas's Star Wars, I just described to you where the Mason, where it came from. As the words go from Mason to Mason to Mison to Muon, these are where these things started from. Anything else I tell you, it's just going to sound like foreign language because you really have to study these things to know the metaphysical level or the quantum level of what they are. I'm not trying to sound deep. I'm not trying to sound over anybody's head. If I do, I apologize. Simplistically, this is the best I can give you. Because if I really start talking in the way that these things are, it's really going to start confusing the hell out of a lot of you. Maybe not every single one of you that tune in to Favor Radio. Because a lot of you are already on your way or learning these things as you go or already know at least some of the information, if not the information that I've presented thus far. And there's a whole lot of things I left out on purpose, family, just because a lot of this information isn't meant for me to go into. Spirit hasn't allowed me to, you know, create hasn't given me permission to say these things. And and some of you already have told me personally, I say some of you, but it's been a very few of you that's already told me I shouldn't even be talking about things like this because the Illuminati is listening. I, you know, listen, If I was worried about that, I wouldn't be talking. And even if I'm not talking, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm I'm worried about it. We're living in the time of the revealing. We are already in Revelations, family. Right. This is the book of the Apocrypha, meaning to unveil or to or to remove the veil or to reveal. And Revelation means the revealing of something. So I'm not worried about all that shit. Do you know how many people are online right now? 
They're in the hundreds to thousands talking about this type of stuff, whether it's on the exact level or whether, you know, it's so much information now. It's a miscommunication of information. It's a misconception of information. So there's a lot of misinformation that's being presented out here. Now, if I'm on the right path and yes, um, things will always there will always be obstacles put in my way or in my path to try to hinder me or encumber what I'm doing or stop me or to get me to focus on other things that's more mundane. I've been going through that and I've been going through it even more because of the information. But the fact that I'm telling you this or those of you who are listening and tuning into this, this is going to help you maybe in the long run. You'll start experiencing a lot of things of trial and tribulation. You're going to go through a lot of trivias and shit. And that's everyday life. But when you start delving into this type of stuff, going through your Bibles and learning and reading, taking each level at a time and gaining new knowledge on each time you go back and read and study and learn the translations and piece the pieces and the precepts together. Oh, my God, fam, you're going to really start being tested because this is a form of initiation. Knowledge is initiation into higher levels of existence. So the more you know, literally, the more you do grow spiritually. And remember, I said everything is spiritual. So when you spiritually grow, everything goes along with that. Matureness, your your mental prowess, uh, your vocabulary, how you speak, how you conduct yourself, the way you look at life, the way you see things through the lens of the world. It changes. It changes you. It's still you, but it makes you a different person from which you were. If you're not growing, you're stagnated. And if you're stagnated, you're not going anywhere. You're not mobile. You're immobile. So this is why we have to get the studies, fam. This is why we have to pair up in groups with like-minded people who are looking down, looking for the same paths and to test the spirits, which means to test the information that's given to you by the people that's being that's giving it to you. It's like I say, everything ain't always what it appear to be, nor is anybody that you come encounter with. And what does Hebrews chapter 13, verse two say? Beware for some of entertained angels unaware. Be mindful of these things. People come in the forms or the guises of things so that you don't see who or what they really are. And you can relate to them better if they look like you. You've seen these beings in their truest forms. It would scare the shit out of you. Probably would die. And, and the Bible talks about men have fallen. Men have died from heart attacks at the appearance of an angel. Scared the shit out of them. Or their hair can turn completely white. <laughs> Literally in that moment. These beings can age you. They can they can increase your knowledge if they at a touch or a glare. Uh, I mean, if this is just angelic beings. These are just emanations of God himself. This is just messages. Do you know that angels, if God is the sun and angels are the rays, they represent the light of that sun. That's what a messenger is. That's what you are. So... You know, <laughs> I'm just a messenger, fam. That's it. And when we start becoming aware of self, knowing these things, then we can apply these things. That's why I told you guys in ancient Kemet, when I did pyramid technology, spiritual ritual technology, I explained to you in thorough detail what an altar is and why you should have one. Why? And I even used the Bible as a reference. So for those of you thinking, oh, this is some new age shit. It's not. Nothing is new under the sun. This goes back to those of you who are more Bible oriented. Okay. 
If you need biblical orientation to show you uh, or to find the things that I say approve, that's why I use the Bible. Because it makes those of you who are familiarized with the Bible more, more comfortable when you know it's coming out of your own book. As opposed to me delving into something that I have no business in, which ignorant minds would think. Because they are scared because they don't have no knowledge of these things. And I used to be them or you if I'm talking to some people that's this, this going through that right now. It's okay. That's called being human. Right. Just take each precept of what I've said in my podcast and piece it together. When you find precepts that go together, it's called synchronicity. It just seems to assemble, assemble and assimilate itself perfectly. Those are pieces of a puzzle that's been spread out. And they're now being put back in its rightful place for you to see more clearer what it is that is being conveyed to you. That's all this is. Okay, and so when I go back into the ancient times of literature and culture, I'm trying to give you the dynamics of where these things originated from so you can have a starting point or a reference point and starting to look into them. But you're going to have to go into some information. You're going to have to learn hieroglyphs. And they've got plenty of translations now where the hieroglyphs, as best as it's been translated, as best as it could be for you to learn this stuff. Okay, that's where knowledge benefits you is being able to piece things together. But once you accumulate enough knowledge, now you got to be able to make sense of it. So that's another form of process or another form of, of genius or wisdom that goes beyond that. You know, this is very cognitive information, but it's not cognitive alone is not going to be able to resolve or help you piece the interpretation of all these different mystery school systems together. Only that which you develop a relationship, a strong bond and a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior, your creator from within through meditating on the word will you be able to be given. And now, yes, if you're going through the Bible, you must follow the commandments. And you only were only heard of 10. According to the Hebrew Israelites, the 613 commandments in the Bible. But you can only handle 10 of them. Those are the basic 10. If you can follow those 10, then it's more of a substitution to, ha- to, to do the other 613. Uh, it's like, if you can do 10 commandments, then I'll give you a break. That's basically what the Hebrew God was saying. But... Those of us that feel like this comes from the 42 laws of the, of the innocence from the uh, Egyptians, well, well, we'll leave that alone. Okay. It doesn't matter. The point is you're disciplining yourself. You're building your temple. Your, your body is a temple or a tabernacle. It's also considered a vehicle. It's what houses the spirit and gets it from one place to the next in the physical plane. Okay. So these things uh, and, and you know your body is, is, is a temple when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15 through 16. You know this, okay? So all I'm telling you guys is this. Or you can look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and just read all of that. You know you have a natural body, which is a physical and a spiritual body, all right? You can read in Ezekiel. You can read throughout Daniel. You can read through all these different things to find this information pertinent. But what you're not going to read in that information and studying in it is to see how ancient Kemet is all throughout the Bible. 
because you know nothing of ancient Kemet. When you know ancient Kemet and then read your Bible, you see that the Bible is nothing but an Egyptian book. And that's all I'm saying for that. As far as the Avatar conversation, which is the basis of this topic of this podcast, there are entities walking amongst man right now that are avatars. You may even be one of them and don't have no knowledge of it because you have no memory of it. You have no awareness of it because it has not been brought to your awareness as of yet. Once your awareness is awakened, all the things that are dormant are now activated also. DNA, all that is intact. You are literally being transmuted. You are being transfigured like Jesus was when he went up on the Mount of, mountain of transfiguration, as they say. He had to go through different levels of initiation to become more aware of who he was. He knew who he was from birth, but he had to go through trials. In other words, to be found approved in order to be given more power. Because he had to go through the test as a man. All men have to go through a test, good or bad. And so if Christ had to deal with it, what makes you think you don't have to deal with it? Remember, he says, they hated me first. He did this to show you that if you do these same things, you become like him. That's the whole purpose of this shit. It's teaching you to be like that so that you can become that and one with the father or the mother. Feel what I'm saying? And yes, I'm going to go ahead and say it for religious purposes not spiritual, religious purposes, y'all. You can blame these Catholicists. You can blame these Nicene councilmen and all these stubborn, evil-ass men for your Bible being misinterpreted in a lot of things. They're the ones that took the mother feminine energy out of the Trinity and put all this male energy in it. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. A ghost, first of all, fam, cannot escape this plane of existence. They're trapped here. Okay? The Holy Spirit is not a ghost. Those are two different meanings. So for those of you who are improperly using the word ghost, get it out of your terminology. If you're going to say holy something, say Holy Spirit. Right? Ghost comes from the word pneuma, the Greek word pneuma. And it means lungs. Okay? Now, your lungs are important for your breathing. Like the word spirit is the Latin word for spirit. Spiritus, which means breath or air. You have to inhale air or breathing into the lungs. So when those of you who are trying to learn yoga or breatharian techniques, it's all about breathing. I ain't going to tell you no more than that because that's not what this podcast is for. But don't say ghost because a ghost is a, is a, is a, dis, uh, a discarnate being who is trapped in the physical plane and cannot advance to the higher spiritual realm. So nothing holy is about that. You wouldn't want to say Holy Spirit, if anything. So get Holy Ghost out of your terminology. This is how the so-called Masons, not the original Masons I was telling you about starting from Egypt, from Ptah. But the later eight, the, the, the Masons that go much more later down into the, uh, the Knights of Templar and the Rosicrucians and <clears throat> Order of the Rosie and all these different people, the Knights of Malta and all these different guys. These are the motherfuckers that screwed up your damn Bible. 
okay, uh, with their egos, and they follow Lucifer, and I'm not going to get into that right now either. So anyway, just get that out of your trinity. Trinity is too much masculine energy in that for one. And you need feminine energy to get off this planet. You need feminine energy to create, create, create. Even though you guys refer to God as a, as a, as a male, which spirit has no gender, but you refer to him as a father. He's also a mass. He's also a mother because he's a creator. Can't create without any form of feminine energy. Even if you put that feminine energy in a feminine body, no one can carry a, a life in them except the female, which is a feminine being. Yes, males have both feminine and masculine energies and women have both masculine and feminine energies. These physical bodies are just broken up physical representations of both masculine and feminine energy. This is why a man and a woman go together. And a lot of people ain't gonna like what I say about heterose- I mean, homosexuality and things like that. I don't have anything against homosexuals, but the practice of it does not produce anything. You can't have kids together. So yeah, you can adapt and I mean adopt and all that. But there's just too many things that are too alike. So your opposites attract for a reason. This goes outside of the body, fam. I'm not trying to make fun of nobody and I'm not doing that. Cuz I have friends that are homosexuals on both feminine, I mean both women and male sides. Me personally, I'm 100% a heterosexual. That's my thing, but Like I said, this is a spiritual conversation we're having right now. This has nothing to do with sexual preference. Okay? Anyway, on this show, like I said, I don't bite my tongue for nothing. This is a non-censorship and no-filter show. So, yeah, that's pretty much the basic of Avatar Family. Uh, Now, there's a whole lot more we can go into when you're talking about an Avatar but we're not going to do that because as much as I have an affinity for information <laughs> to keep going into these things, you still have to get piece by piece, bit by bit, because this information can drain you. Because what it does is it's your brain trying to process new knowledge for one. And the knowledge, even though these words are, are simple, the power that lies in this information it really takes a lot out of the human body. That's why I said when Jesus was going through his initiations on this planet, his body had to be equipped to handle these initiations. I mean, th- this power that courses through him. Because, see, when you come down here in this world from the heavens or from higher dimensions, you have to lower your frequency each time you do that to match the frequency of the planet that you're on. Or you will obliterate this entire existence. If God came to earth in his true form, we would not not only be able to look upon him. This planet would be destroyed just by his presence because of the power he has. This frequency of this planet is not able to hold that kind of energy. So these beings have to come through vessels. They still can be where they are. And send just the aspect of themselves through dimensions coming down to earth in the form of an avatar, which means you have the power of a God in you in a physical vessel. That's why God has to come in a form or a personification or he has to come in a projection 
because he can't come in his truest form because he wipe all existence out. And that's not from evil. That's just from him being so powerful. Guys have to learn energy. You have to study quantum. The quantum realm is nothing but the spiritual plane, fam. Let me make it simple for y'all. Y'all keep trying to make everything separate. You keep trying to separate science from spirituality. And the truth of the matter is when you do real true spiritual, I mean, do true, true scientific study, you realize it's spiritual. Man has made you feel like everything is separate and outside of you. Stop listening to man. Now, I am a man, but I'm not telling you what other men have told you. I'm telling you to look into this shit for yourself and you'll find that what I say is true. I don't got time to get on here and lead people astray and tell lies and shit. I got to be held accountable for everything to come out of my mouth. So I ain't trying to even go through that. So my whole thing is learn this information so that you can find yourself approved. It says it in the Bible or the word. It says it in, I don't care whatever doctrine you believe in, anything spiritually, even the religious doctrine, it's in there because it takes on account things that are true. And here's the thing. Here's one of the rules of the universe. Some of you may not know. Even for the devils and the evil ones, they know this because they're going to be held accountable for it. But you have to tell the truth in some kind of way. Even if they're not fully coming out and giving you the whole truth, they still are giving you part of it because that's universal law. And here's another thing. No one can tell you a lie knowingly without knowing the truth or at least knowing some form of the truth. Y'all just take that in for food for thought. But yeah, I just want to tell you something that when you study what you guys are going to have to study is the electric, the electron spin of an atom. And what I mean by study it, first learn the terms proton, electron, neutron, then learn the subatomic particle terms, right? The quads, the, qu- uh, the, the zetas, the zealous. Learn those things because they're the things that make up a proton and electron. They go even further down. All right. Then study your periodic table. Your first two elements on the chart is helium and hydrogen. Learn what they are. Those are the two things that the sun is made up of. And it produces enough helium, which in turn produces hydrogen so it can sustain itself. Learn why that is. Now, there are going to be different opinions when you first start learning the basic sciences of things. But I promise you, with that knowledge, it'll change later the more you learn. So you have somebody who you, you ever know somebody and we're probably all guilty of this, myself included. When you first learn something, you can't wait to share it with somebody. You start talking like, you know what the hell you're talking about because you didn't learn a little something. <laughs> and it's cute because it, 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 it lets the other person know that you do. You did gain some knowledge or some awareness of something, but don't don't get outside of yourself. Don't start as the old folks used to say. Don't start smelling your own shit just yet because you're going to learn that you don't know all of what you think you do. And there's going to be a whole lot more to you learning. And it always is, family. For as long as you are alive, you're going to keep learning. So always humble yourself with this information because there's always more that goes to it. That's why I say if we combine things more than separate things. We'll see there are more things similar than they are different and we'll see more of a bigger picture. But we're so caught up in standards and being stagnant and having uh, and, and having choices 
and being prejudiced. We have so much prejudice with us as a, as a, as a human race. Some of us is beyond stubborn. It's just, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous how some of us are just so damn bullheaded. We just will not learn because it comes from a certain race or a certain person. You can still test these theories, family. I wish you guys would just, you know, really take the time to really pay attention to what you say and what you do. If you open yourself to nature by letting the wind blow in your face and getting somewhere quiet and asking the creator to speak to you, he will. She will. Knowledge comes after that, fam. Discipline is the reason why... This is why discipline has to be implemented. This is why it has to be practiced. Without it, learning the right way is inevitable. It's it's, there's really no need to even be trying to learn anything. Because you will always be premature or immature in, in your in your learning. You'll be at a, you'll be in a stasis. Okay, and you don't want to do that. You know, you want to you want to learn from failure. That's why we make mistakes to learn from it, so that we can report back to the Creator, so we can subconsciously remember this is what not to do, or let's try to do something a little different than we did before. That's what this whole thing is about, family. So I hope today's podcast has given you guys some insight. I hope it's enlightened you in in, in a way that it didn't before you learned this podcast. And I pray that it gives you more of a spark to want to know more. And for those of you who are interested in me going into more categories or even expounding and expanding the information on this subject and others, drop your boy a note. Stop being stubborn. Stop blowing this off. It's just whatever. If you really are into what I'm telling you or you're into information that you've heard me reveal, then we can do this together, family. I'm not a hard person to get in contact with. Don't wait till things get so busy for me where I'm going to be harder to get in contact with. And then when you hit me up, I'm not able to answer you right away. And then you think I'm being funny because <laughs> people get like that. You know, they wait till the last minute to do something and then expect you to just stop whatever it is you're doing to just answer them right there and then. Life don't work like that for nobody, even yourself. So be humble, be patient, be respectful of others and yourself. Demand respect from others and be blessed, most of all. I'm your boy, Jay Reed at all. This is going to conclude the series of avatars. We will not be doing a part three. I did tell you guys, we'll see how this goes. And you would know at the end whether or not we would do a part three. Well, we are now reached the final end family and there will not be a part three. So on that note, you guys stay blessed. As always, peace and namaste.